Welcome to What I Would Have Missed. I'm Julie Rocco and I'm your host. What I Would Have Missed is being launched as a platform for individuals affected by suicide attempt and ideation to reflect on moments and memories we would have missed if our lives ended. My wish is that our stories will offer hope to those who are hurting and be a reminder to those who are healing that happiness is possible. Collectively, we are a light at the end of the tunnel. May this be a lighthouse for you. We will take a moment to remember an individual who has died by suicide. Ashley, you missed Thanksgiving dinner at our house this year and your mom's incredible mac and cheese. We went on a walk that morning to honor your life, but it would have been better had you been there to walk alongside us. Your cousin, Mary. Hi, welcome to What I Would Have Missed. I'm Julie Rocco, and I would like to introduce our podcast guest, Melania Mercedes. Melania, welcome to the show. Will you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. I am a soulful, playful, visionary leader, and I operate in this world as a licensed massage therapist, indigenous medicine woman, and spiritual mentor. But I just want to let people know that I had to go through a lot of darkness in order to stand fully in my light today. When you mentioned you've been through darkness and now you stepped into your space or claimed your space that not step into the light, but you are the light. Can you talk about that? What, what does that feel like? And what would you have missed had you died by suicide in gaining that perspective? Well, thinking about it now from what used to be, I know that I would have missed a lot of beautiful opportunities to connect with other people on deeper levels, connect with mother nature, to actually connect with my galactic brothers and sisters. I know we don't all have the same beliefs, but I'm just sharing from my heart today. And I know the main thing I would have missed is that I got to be in my gifts. Once the pandemic started in 2020, people were coming to get massage therapy like never before. They were so stressed out. And I got to see a world eye view from my massage table, just how stressed out people really were. But I was able to provide that safety container, that sacred space for people to unwind and unravel and share the depths of their pain with me and actually walk away with relief and feeling like they could face the world again. If I hadn't fully stepped out of the darkness, I would have never even gone to massage school. That's the truth. You talked about you are now on the journey of being a healer. What was life like for you before you had stepped onto the path of healing yourself before you could even begin the journey of being a healer for others? What was it like when you were in those moments of darkness and you thought letting go of life was an option for you? Well, I was really tired, exhausted beyond compare, and everything was falling apart around me. I felt very alone and unsupported, and I just thought it would be a good idea to just opt out. And what I didn't realize back then is that you can opt out from a lot of things. It just doesn't have to be so literal. 
And in many cases, I really wanted to return to the earth. But I realize now that it that didn't have to be so literal as well. <laughs> so I spent a lot more time in nature. And back then, though, I didn't actually know that I had an ego. I was just existing. I thought I was living some kind of a purpose because I was studying in school and I was thinking to myself, all right, so I'm going to get this career and job and do all the things that everybody says you have to do in order to be successful. It'll be fun. I had this great idea that I would do live sound and be around music because music was one of my main reasons for existing. It would keep me happy. My experiences where I was just not being happy, I could just turn on the music and I had that place to go to that was safe for me. And I could get away from the world and just dance in my own space and my own energy and release anything that was pent up inside of me through looking at myself in the mirror. And it was a very beautiful experience to be able to just do what I love, but I didn't actually have the kind of connections with people that I prefer and where I would thrive. And so my decision did not take long. It was literally a split decision. I didn't think about this you know, months before, none of that stuff. It was just literally right in the moment. I just said to myself, you know what? I don't, I don't have to do this anymore. I can just end this. I just calmly asked my roommate to share some things with my nephew and my niece. And I think my word selection really scared my roommate because I went from crying. I'm so tired. Everybody leave me alone to, Hey, by the way, can you just do me a favor? And so that contrast might have scared her and she immediately took action and without giving too many details she was there for me in a way that I couldn't be there for myself and that was extremely eye-opening for me I was all in my power thinking I can make these kinds of choices if I want to nobody can stop me and all these other things that you try to convince yourself of when you're in that really really dark space But what I didn't realize is that she was actually there. She was supporting me. She was loving me. She was giving me help, the help that I needed. They were getting better. Um, No matter what kind of challenges I was having in life, um, it just seemed like things were getting better, but I was still just existing. I hadn't agreed yet to fully be alive while I was alive. I hadn't decided that. I do remember I promised everyone back then that I wouldn't ever try again. So I just want to share with people how clever I am. I started to put myself in situations. So the, the first attempt was in 2007 and I'm doing my best to help people understand how much pain and fatigue I was experiencing and how alone I was. I was out here actually in 2020. Now this is fast forward after I've gone to massage school. I've, you know, I've been through some experiences that are taking a toll on me now. And if, if I got into the details of that, it, we would be here forever. So I'll just tell you, I was not in a good place. I could go on drudging through life every day pretending to love myself, pretending to be doing things that I thought was amazing in this world because I was doing sort of good. You know what I mean? I really was. I was out here doing things for people and and loving life to a certain degree, but I was still just existing. And so on January 1st of 2020 was my second attempt. I allowed myself to be removed from a very sacred space against my will, but uh, I returned a new person. Because I looked into the face of nothingness. I looked into the face of horror and pain and trauma and insanity. And for the first time ever, I met it with absolute 
non-judgment and then found my voice and found my will. And I noticed myself. I said, oh, wow, you really do want to be alive because otherwise things would have turned out differently. And so I was kind of shocked. I mean, I looked death in the face and took my power back. Taking your power back. What was that first step on your journey of finding hope, healing and happiness after such a long period of darkness for you? Well, I realized that, and this and this is something that works for me. When I'm in my deepest, darkest moments, I am alone on a physical level, but on a metaphysical level, which can't be denied as my personal experience, I have my entire ancestry with me. I have every incarnation of myself from this moment backward in time to the Garden of Eden with me. I have my galactic brothers and sisters with me. I have my guides with me. And so technically, I'm never really alone. So when humans fail me, existence itself will support me in one way or another, or God, or however people refer to it. But that's just how I call it, existence. And now, instead of just existing, I am agreeing to co-create with existence. And so there's no more like tug of war happening inside of me, thinking that I'm some kind of victim of life itself. And all these things are happening to me. And I've moved out of this sense of victim and powerlessness into actively deciding to fully be alive while I'm alive. It's like, okay, well, we all know where we're going to end up at. So until then, do I want to continue making the same kinds of choices that have led to the same results? Or do I want to say, let me see what else I can create, or let me see what else I can do, or let me see what else I can connect with that will create amazing experiences. So instead of having like a long stream of mundane experiences with a few special moments, my goal is to have a long stream of special moments with a few mundane because I had so many like horrible moments in the past. <laughs> you know, so it's like, let's just compensate for that now. And um, I am more authentic in a sense that I am sharing that part of myself that can be completely real, raw, unapologetically and say deeply how I feel, no matter how other people respond to it. And then based on the way that people respond, that's how I know who I'm safe to be around and whoever it's is not for me, that's okay. It doesn't have to be that. Like I really thought that I needed to have people around me constantly to to be okay. And I, I don't, you know, like if people are just not there with themselves, that's okay. Like I said, I've, I, I'm on a new understanding of how I'm really not alone. I, I find value and peace and tranquility and amazement in the fact that I'm a multidimensional being. And myself, so I have trillions of them. They are all like individual beings. So I have enough friends already inside of me swirling around me at all times. And I do have conversations with my body now. Whereas I used to spend a lot of time in my mind or in my in the past or in the future, blaming any anyone and everyone for why things weren't going my way. Now, when I hit some type of bump in the road or something, I literally just go back to the earth. I return to the earth by putting my feet in the earth and I take a deep breath and I tune into my body and I ask, have conversations with it. You know, what, what, what are you feeling? What's going on? You go even deeper than that. And I'll talk to myself. And that keeps my mind busy from the thoughts that may come in. And I'll be honest with you, I, I, ideas and thoughts of um, no longer being here still pop in and out, but I will look at them like invaders and say, Hey, you don't belong here please go somewhere else or return to the earth or return to the light. I have conversations with those thoughts as well. 
And that's what works for me. You talked about you no longer are a victim of your life or the life circumstances, that you are moving into the space of co-creating your life. When you think about co-creating life, specifically your future, that you are not willing to miss, you're not going to let go of the co-creation of your life. What do you think about what's waiting for you to co-create? All kinds of things. So I, I had this one experience 10 years ago. It's her birthday today, actually, my, my niece's birthday, where when she was first born, her eyes hadn't opened yet. I came to the hospital and held her in my hands. And it was almost like if she was saying, what is this energy? What I have to see what this is. And she just literally opened up her eyes so big, like, what is this? And it was me. I was thinking to myself, wow, she really felt my presence. She opened up her eyes for me. And I would like to be the best version of myself for her so that she has someone to look up to. And so that gave me an anchor into reality that I'm not alone, even when I feel alone and that I'm supported, even when I don't feel supported, just being able to look into a child's eyes and realize this is magnificence in physical form (laughs) and I can interact with that. I can co-create with that. So what can I do with my niece that will help her not be in these dark spaces? And, you know, what can I say and do to her differently than other people said and did for me that might enrich her life in a way where she knows she's seen and heard and witnessed and valued and these types of things. So co-creating with existence itself is basically me moving out of what I think I know into the realm of the unseen, the realm of the unknown, and spending more time there and just being quiet enough and still enough to actually hear what comes through. And I get some wacky ideas sometimes, but then I put it out there to the world and the world's like, yep, we need this. And then we move forward and I'm doing projects or I'm taking trainings or I'm doing these, you know, healings on on people, group healings, and, and, and then the feedback is better results. So I know I'm on the right path because I'm making better choices now that are leading to different results. So I'll co-create with everything. And I have chosen to live my life the way that I see fit for me, as long as I'm not causing anyone harm. I'm no longer afraid of other people's opinions um, because all I ever did is like inhibit me from expressing myself completely authentically, you know, someone else's opinion of me. So now I'm just like, ugh. (laughs) if you're a dream squasher, stay away from me. If you're not going to be my ally in this project or whatever we have going on, stay away from me. Instead of me letting other people's opinions, judgments, criticisms, all of that impress upon my being, I am stepping fully into just who I am and, and not letting other people's stuff just loom over me, you know? What would you tell a listener who was in the dark space or has made that first initial step to say, I want my life to be different? than what it has been in the darkness. What would you tell a listener on this journey? What tools, what would you say to help them? Well, I would like to remind you of who you truly are. You are, in essence, creation in physical form, and you have the same creative abilities. And so if you really want your life to be different, you have to step into your creative energies and just start creating, no matter what kind of pushback you get from other people, no matter what opinions or judgments or criticisms or people that try to convince you that you can't and shouldn't create from this perspective. I promise you, you're not alone. Even when it feels like you are, you have so much power imbued within you. And if you just play with it, you may come up with something that could lead to a different route. 
a different path that you could take. And then you just keep following, following that beauty, that creativity and, and love yourself, even when not, nobody else does. You know, that was one thing I decided I was going to do. I was going to love me, even if everybody told me how ugly or whatever their opinions were about me. I just decided I'm still going to love me. What would you say to the listener who does love with every ounce of their being an individual who is hurting or has harmed themselves and have, have said, I've done everything I can to support, love, give myself, reassure this person, get them to the hospital, get them to the therapy, get them to let them stay on my couch while they find their way back out of this darkness. What do you say to that person to say, don't give up on this person. I see you. I see everything you are doing to save this individual who may not feel it, who may not know it, perhaps in the way your friend did for you. Your friend stepped in courageously to intervene. What was that relationship like? And what what are your thoughts around that? I might have some out of the box thinking on this one. And I really want both parties to to hear me. When I was in the dark, I had not realized that I am the light just yet. And the people around me that stuck by my side made a huge difference. But I did harm them until I learned how to love myself. And so harming other people unintentionally was the neon blinking sign that read, you really need to do something different, even when I didn't know what to do. And then I started relying wholeheartedly on God, on source creation, prime creator, whatever you want to call it. I just started making requests. And I know some people are like, nope, I'm not going to God because I've asked God to help me and I'm not receiving uh, any help from God and screw this and all this. I believe me, I want to tell you, if you don't want to call it God, then let it be yourself. Because the people that are standing by, they love you so much, you cannot see that. And they're going to love you back to life. And we will become what is intended for us to become only when we truly decide, okay, I'm going to do something different. Understand that some people grow faster than others. So while it may take one person to heal from this stuff, within a short amount of time, other people, it may take, take decades. Learn to refer out, my people. Learn to refer out <laughs> so, so that you're not hindering your own progress or growth for the lack of progress or growth that someone else is going through. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. It resonates deeply with my own personal experience as well. You had mentioned you no longer are satisfied with merely existing, that the physical form of breath is not enough for you, that you're moving into choosing life in a different way. As we wrap up what I would have missed, can you give a bit more definition to individuals as to what that leap looked like from existence, from, you know, it's surviving, existing, thriving and thriving yes what is that what does that look like so i am most at peace when i'm in harmony within myself i know that i am multi-dimensional i'm not just my physical self which is one dimension i am also my emotional self another dimension um my mental self another dimension and my spiritual self there's yet another dimension 
And so when I'm noticing things ending around me or things start to fall apart or literally even when I'm getting a speeding ticket, I look at that as an opportunity to go within myself and examine why is um, life showing me these things right now? And oftentimes it'll be um, because I need to slow down. If you're getting a speed ticket, a speeding ticket, obviously that's a neon blinking sign. You need to slow down. But there's some things that happen that are not as obvious. And so I've made a lot of choices, you know, and and for me, it's all about choices. So I, I chose to fully be alive while alive. I've chosen to um, make others feel good. I've chosen to show up for myself and for other people. I've chosen to feel good. Um, and I've, and I've chosen who I am. I literally started this interview with, I am a soulful, playful, visionary leader. That's who I am when no one's looking. And so if I'm making choices that are out of alignment with who I've said I am, that's a neon blinking sign I need to stop slow down, breathe, connect with mother earth, get into my body, ask myself some self-reflection questions. And it, it may sound crazy to people, but like, I, I am the only one that can see what's happening around me from my perspective. And it's, it's more important that when I'm looking out, what I'm looking at is bliss and joy and you know, so like, no, am I going to have um, experiences that are beyond that? Absolutely. And there's going to be plenty of time of frustration and anger and bitterness, but it's a lot less now because I've made these choices and I'm getting the results back. Like when you make the choice to be happy, you start seeing things that you're doing that are bringing back something other than happiness. You're like, oh, nope, got to make a different choice now. <laughs> so I, you know, I've decided who I am. I've decided what I'm going to create and I'm constantly coming up with different things to create. Um, I, I, I'm constantly re-examining my beliefs and why I believe them. I am looking at what I'm cre you know, creating and then what I'm contributing to this world. That's another element. Like what, how am I showing up for others? You know, am I just working and paying bills and doing all these mundane things or, or am I sharing my abundance with the world now too? These are some of my um, markers for whether I'm feeling good and, and doing good in life. When you mentioned, what are you choosing? And then if you get different feedback from that choice, it pivots you to make different choices. It reminds me of loading in a GPS <laughs> and taking up, setting your course on a path. And it reminds you, you are off track. You are off. You need to reroute yourself. And it does that as quickly as possible. It sounds like you have gained tools to be able yeah. to identify this is my this is my roadmap and you self-identify when you need to be rerouted. Correct. Yep. And so if we're talking maps, self-love is my true north. One um, final question before we close. Where do you go to feel inspired or where do you seek your aspiration for living and making that choice in making the decision that there is a life you are not willing to miss out on wherever they're having fun, <laughs> healthy fun, you know, <laughs> wherever there's music and dance and art and 
um, things that make my heart glow, wherever people are gathering together to celebrate, that's more important to me. Because I know if I don't want a haircut, but I'm sitting in a barbershop, eventually I'm going to get a haircut. So I'd rather be around places where people are celebrating and enjoying life and, and doing very fruitful things that produce fruitful results. And you're now able to identify for yourself what that fun looks like and the experience for you that will resonate as fun. Yeah, because I started just telling myself, I'm going to adventure, I'm going to explore. And now I find this, you know, making that choice to adventure and explore was was very crucial in the beginning of my journey. I want to give you an opportunity to close out with anything more you would like to share, express, or directly speak to the listeners. So there's a song that I sing to people that came through to me one day. And I would like to just say the words. I see you in all your glory. I see you seeing me. I see you in all that's holy. I see you seeing me. Can you see what I see? Can you see yourself? What I see is a beauty standing before me in all your glory, shadow lightning. I see you in all your glory. I see you seeing me. I see you in all that's holy. I see you seeing me. Thank you. Melania, thank you for your gifts. I see you and I appreciate that you see me. I want to close out this podcast encouraging anyone who is hurting and considering harming yourself, please call 988 if you are in the United States. It is the National Suicide Lifeline. Again, that's 988. Also, please take a moment to load 988 into your phone. Research reveals this one simple act of storing the number in your phone can save a life. Encourage your family, friends, colleagues, and neighbors to do the same. If you are outside the United States, please take the time to become familiar with your local resources. If you would like to share your story or honor a loved one you have lost to suicide, please reach out to whatiwouldhavemissed.com or email me directly at whatiwouldhavemissed111 at gmail.com. If you would like to financially support what I would have missed, you may use these same forms of communication or directly Venmo support to at what I would have missed. I will close out the podcast with music created by my son, Nick. The music you hear was created by him, and I would have missed his creativity had I died by suicide.
I'm grateful and happy to share his music with you now.